Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze. My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Well, Matt, first we were told that we had to put down our chainsaw, and now we're being asked to put down our remote control and throw out our TV guide. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna play my hand right here. I think this is one of the best songs Al has ever written. I think this song rules. <laughs> I'm, I mean, so it's great. Okay, so right away, we should acknowledge this is another one that has a very, what I'm going to call very, very tenuous style parody pastiche connection to it. Um, that I found online, people saying that it like is a somewhat like a pastiche of old school rhythm and blues. Like, no, no. incorrect. This is a Weird Al original song. This yes. is a true, absolutely. This is just Al doing a song. It also, as we have joked before, gets dangerously close to being a normal Al song. Yeah, this is just and a not normal a weird Al song. song. <laughs> this is really not. There's not a ton of comedy in the lyrics of this song. If it's funny how you connect, like we said, like because Al is singing it, you're sort of looking for things to like laugh and joke about. But other than a line towards the end, you know, about like turning your brain into cottage cheese, which is a funny, like just image, like a comedic line. Like there's really nothing in this song that feels overly no, funny. You it's can just literally, a song. You, on, I feel like the only joke is like, if this wasn't about watching a UHF channel in an era where those were like passe, you change UHF to like a radio station and this literally just works as a song that any 80s hair metal band would write about like cranking up your radio and enjoying the tunes. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, you got the opening verse. We'll, we'll break down the opening verses here. Uh, put down your remote control throughout your TV guide. Put away your jacket. There's no need to go outside. Don't you know that we control the horizontal? We control the vertical too. And we're going to make a couch potato out of you. That's what we're going to do. So much that I love in that. 
already. Yes. There's a nice Outer Limits reference there with the we control the horizontal and we control the vertical too. Yeah. Um, the deep bass in the voice on the we gonna make a couch potato <laughs> out of you. Like it's it's so well constructed. The song rules. It, it is. It's also just incredibly now charming because you have like the references in this song to now old fashioned TV. Oh yeah, like I mean, a TV even just guide. the name of the song UHF. We we talked a little bit, I think, in the uh, movie discussion about how the term UHF did not exist outside of America, and they had to, as a result, they had to change the name of the movie in different countries because the just the idea of a UHF station uh, does not exist in other parts of the world. But also the um, uh, the yeah, the we control the horizontal, we control the vertical too is. At outer limits reference, but it's also just the nature of these televisions that actually yeah. had these lines. It, it, it. I don't even know how to describe how that actually does make sense growing up with old <laughs> school televisions, but it, it totally does. Another, and now I'm jumping to the chorus. Which, hold on a second, quick thing that we need to point out. We've pointed yeah. this out a couple times. Chorus does not change in this song. That's true. This is a repeated chorus. This is a repeated chorus. And you know what? As it should be, because what this song is, this is not comedy where the chorus is designed to make joke after joke after joke. This song is an anthem. It's an anthem. It's a mission and statement. An anthem it's a bunch of does stuff not repeat. No. We are just driving home our mission statement in this song, and that is what it is. This is an anthem. And yeah, don't change that channel. Don't touch that dial. A dial on a television. Yeah. Nobody has those anymore, but that's an old thing. And I'm building up to, uh, yeah, we got it all on UHF. Kick off your sneakers. Stick around for a while. Don't worry about your laundry. Forget about your job. Just crank up the volume and yank, yank off, off the, the knob. knob. Now, this is so fun and special to me because I am old enough that I remember the first television that I had in my house with my parents was an old school TV with a knob yep. that allowed me to access channels 2, 4, 5, 7, 9, 11, 13. Yep. I had the same TV. The big and, uh, the big wooden box one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and my parents, when it was, when I had watched enough TV and it wasn't time to watch TV anymore, they would take the knob off. <laughs> and then I couldn't turn it on because the knob was missing. But I want to say, I think the crank up the volume and yank off the knob, I want to say that that's also a radio station catchphrase that he's borrowing. Oh, is there. it an actual phrase? I was going to say it obviously reads like it could be. Like if he invented that, uh, that's let me uh, check. I doubt incredible. Anybody... I don't know if he's actually referencing something specific, but like it does sound like. I mean, that's what this is. This is like him writing his own like radio promotional song. Like it, it if you told me he borrowed it or that he wrote it, I would be not surprised either way because either like it's it's serving the purpose. But I just love the idea of like. I mean, in his case, he's yanking off the knob to prevent you from turning the volume down. My parents did it to prevent me from turning the TV on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so uh, the sentiment is the same from that time period. Genius just mentions that TVs used to have knobs when you click into it. But I feel like I've heard that, that like a radio station in the 70s would literally be like, you know, it's all rock weekend. Turn the radio up and rip out the do the dial or whatever. Like it was like yeah. this idea of like you ain't going nowhere baby you found the spot um, well if you google the phrase crank up the volume and yank off the knob it only gives you al so you might be paraphrasing something but that is just that's just him i mean it's a fantastic sentiment either way yeah and just the one little like fun postscript to my story is i finally after they took the knob off one too many times i got just old and clever enough that i 
they caught me once using a pair of metal tweezers and sticking them into the thing to try to turn it on, like to switch it without the knob. Yeah. And they were like, oh God, now he's putting metal into television, so we got to keep the knob on. <laughs> I uh, beat them at their own game. Second second verse we get is, disconnect the phone and leave the dishes in the sink. You better put away your homework because prime time ain't no time to think. Excellent line. Great Excellent line. line. All you do is make yourself a TV dinner, press your face right up against the screen, we gonna show you things you ain't ever seen. <laughs> if you know what, you know I, mean what I mean now. Uh, and then into the chorus. Um, we got to talk about this bridge, though. This bridge here, one of the coolest parts in the whole song. Uh, you can watch us all day. You can watch us all night. You can watch us anytime that you please. And then the instrumental break to just the drums on the cottage yes. cheese line. The You can sit around and stare at the picture tube till the brain turns into cottage cheese. Like, yep. so good. It's, it's so, so good. good. Another quick note is there is there are two versions of this song. There is a slightly edited version that's in the music video. Yes. And then the album version is a little bit longer. In the album version, there is a great guitar solo. Jim that, West that, rips this a guitar A fantastic solo. guitar solo <laughs> that leads into that bridge. And in the video, it's cut. And uh, the intro is also shortened for the music video yep. version of the song. I would strongly recommend the full version of this. I actually think all the stuff they cut makes me very sad. Yeah. I like the expanded version of this. The drum intro for a little bit before the guitar riff comes in. Mm -hmm. Like this song, you know... The, you know what I would actually, and this isn't just because he does a parody of it in the video. If this was going to be a style parody of anything, it actually does a lot of like Guns N' Roses type stuff. There's some Guns N' Roses stuff. There's also, you could make the claim that the intro guitar riff has a little bit of similar DNA to Money for Nothing, another yeah. thing that he did earlier in this very record. Uh, it's not the same. Uh, it just has that lead quality. Like It just sits in a somewhat similar spot. I don't think they're actually that similar, but... Um, you could, I, I, you could definitely, uh, connect the dots between those things. Like he's, he's doing something that's, a, you know, a style of the period. And yeah, like you said, Guns N' Roses also fits and they're in this video. Uh, we haven't talked about the oh, video. We'll talk about the video We're soon, just talking about but, the song. That's, yeah. that's a whole other conversation. But I agree um, with you. Listen to the five minute version. It's, it's, yeah, it's it it's doesn't it. overstay its welcome. Um, it's kind of almost beautifully over the top because you have these horns and the backup vocals and this does make it into the video, but there's a second instrumental break on the chorus where they yell "Yank off the knob" and it rules. It sounds yeah. In the so final good. chorus, everyone drops and it's just that with with the big backing vocalist, the the female backing vocals with Al "Yank off the knob," and then we get a final chorus, another like drum break chorus where they're doing "We got it all on UHF." I mean, you said it at the gate, out the gate, Matt. The, like. This is the thing, okay? Of all of the things we've talked about with UHF and how it didn't work and he had to kind of recalibrate after, I think this song not having get, been given a proper shot is the element of it that breaks my heart the most. Yeah, this song because is... This is this is a hit. This, this is a great song. So I don't want to play my hand too early, but UHF, the album... So far from one of my favorite albums. It's an interesting album. It's weird. It's different. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's not even a competition. This song is the standout track of the entire album. Like, like this song is so good. It's yeah, it's, it's certainly fairly great. <laughs> it's certainly a strong contender for the best song on this record. But it, it, it is like 
and I mean that, like I, I said, it's a hit. I mean that like in the most literal, like this is a song where I believe with my whole heart, if the right people pushed this the right way to the right stations and all of these things, like I don't know how you listen to this song and don't love it. I think that if this song was released by any other artist and it wasn't promoting a film that had flopped, this song would have been like a top 10 billboard hit. I think it absolutely could have been. I think, and it, again, it pains me because I feel like when I listen to this, I hear Al, you know what I hear when I, I listen to this song? I hear how much Al cared about this whole project. Yes. This is this is a labor of love in every way and, and him r- making this anthem to support his film, it, it, it just gives me such joy. Like it is, it, this is, the most joyful I I'm looking at my list to see if I can do like if anything comes close, but like this, this is like pure joy. Maybe dare to be stupid is close in terms of like just, but that's another anthem. It is another anthem, anthem but, but like this is just the most happy, positive, like perfect, like a feel good song. That's the term I was looking for. Like this might be one of the most feel good songs, original songs, especially that he has written up until this point. Cause as we joked, Sometimes even his feel good songs, when you look at the lyrics, are actually feel very bad songs. Yes. No, this um, is <laughs> everything about this song works. It's yeah. I actually wrote down, and this was the first time I even thought about this, but towards the end of the song, with the mm-hmm. horns and all the female vocals, there was a split second where I was like, This feels like this could have even been a song in like Little Shop of Horrors. Like Absolutely. it has that like that quality to it. It has almost like a musical off Broadway quality. To it. It's as good as anything he has ever parodied. It's as good as anything that was out at the time that we've seen him reference on these records. I mean, like, I, I, this is like a, a better written song than, uh, you know, half the songs he parodies. Than like, half the songs he parodies on yeah. this record, I, I, or on any record, honestly. Like this is this is just a better, a better song than than most of it. I I, I desperately want to see the world where this song got the credit it deserved and got radio play and succeeded for him as an original hit that I, I I can't even more than dare to be stupid. I cannot imagine. I don't know if there's anything he wrote as an original song that was more deserving of radio, huge success than this. And the fact that he didn't get it is just like, it, it, it makes me, it's devastating. Kind of, kind of furious, honestly. It's, it's like, I'm really like, upsetting. And yeah. like the other thing, and we'll dive into it through here, but even the video works. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. video should this was a video I was obsessed with when I had that VHS tape of music mm-hmm. videos. Um and this is you know, I'm calling you out, Johnny Dangerously, this is the life. This is how you incorporate movie clips into a video that works because well, it's, at least in this it looks like at least they're the same same resolution that's i mean that's a big i plus. don't know what happened we, we'll never figure out what happened with johnny dangerously how the quality of that movie was so low <laughs> but I, like, i'll never understand that i also appreciate that in that context they are they are cutting to scenes and clips so quick so it's like these just like these little moments you're getting in like five second or even towards the end of it, like milliseconds of shots popping up on the screen, interstitched with all of these awesome iconic music video parodies. I know, I know. It's a, it's, it was the perfect excuse for him to 
uh, do these little vignette parodies of songs, like of, of video parodies of stuff that he would otherwise have no right to do. Like, you know, there's no reason for him uh, to do a video parody of Prince or 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 the Talking Heads or um, even the Peter Gabriel uh, sledgehammer. Like th- these are not like he needed to. It, it just gave gave him such freedom to have fun with this medium and the way that he integrated the video, the film clips into the music video. I remember seeing this music video before I watched the movie and I was bummed yeah. that these music video parodies were not, I assumed they were in the movie. Yeah. Cause they all fit, they all sit together. And then you watch this like, Oh no, the, like the Prince in the bathtub thing is not in UHF, the guns and roses or the George Michael, um, faith, thing is not i thought that that stuff was going to be in the movie so here's something else that's kind of weird about this music video though i think there's like two jokes in it you know what i mean like you get the joke of like slash is literally just hair like it's just like and you get the look at my butt over george George michael look at my butt yeah but outside of that he's just recreating iconic music video moments and the only joke is that it's al doing it like yeah it's kind of true you're right there's no like deep cut jokes in there and he looks the amount of these that he looks like he looks so good as axel rose like he's absolutely crushing it in that axel rose costume i saw someone on the youtube video for this one of the top comments is someone going someone says that al is the sort of person he has a face where if he takes off the glasses and changes his hair he can just be anyone. Yeah. It's can... amazing how much he looks like some of these people when he does it. Like when he gets into the, uh, um, you know, the, the Prince, the uh, David Byrne, um, the, uh, as you just said, Axl Rose, George Michael, like he really like he, when he has like the, the uh, stubble, the George Michael stubble, like yeah. there are moments where I'd be like, he, I would not have recognized that that was him. When I do the, his once in a lifetime is so spot on. And again, yes. there is no joke there. Like he no. is doing the exact dance moves that are happening in the mm-hmm. in that music video, um, mm-hmm. him doing the Beatles "Your Mother Should Know" video. With, yeah, that's I assume fun. the rest of the band. Like, yeah, it is. It's a little bit out of focus, which is uh, the effect of it. But if you look closely, you can tell that's his band uh, walking down the steps with him. Yeah, I guess the, the only other joke would be the Robert Palmer "Addicted to Love" being the models having the mustaches, right, and glasses. But the re- like you said, when doves cry, the Billy Idol for the most part, except for like breaking the the camera with a punch like most but of even it, that like I, honestly if billy idol did that i wouldn't think twice yeah <laughs> it doesn't I mean? feel like a joke really it's like of course yeah sure and i yeah. love uh integrating the i love la video into the yank off the knob part that we were talking yeah, about the, earlier the like, people on the street yelling yank off the knob at him as he drives by that was a funny one to see i forgot that i love la was <laughs> such a in great this. dude i know it's yeah. a bummer that i mean maybe we'll maybe we'll tie it into uh whenever we get to why did this always happen to me um, mm. but it's a bummer. We'll never really get to talk about how great Randy Newman is. I think one of the most like misunderstood yeah. musicians of all time because of a family guy joke. Like, sure. like dude is like <laughs> a legitimate poet of a songwriter. <laughs> oh, he's, he's amazing. Yeah. No, you're right. Actually. I guess, is this the only, uh, this is the only Randy Newman that I can think of that we he doesn't get. actually ever do Randy Newman. That's funny. Well, I mean, Randy Newman was not he wasn't yeah what would he do like the toy story song he could do a style parody i guess but that's also pretty tough to do living without you man that song breaks my heart when i hear that song yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. like he's so good and i i remember when i really got into him i got like actually angry at seth mcfarland because i'm like god damn (laughs) 
that Family Guy joke is so good, but now everybody just assumes that like Randy Newman writes nonsense lyrics. Well, it unfortunately, it's a whole generation of kids who would be who are not wrong to only know him for the Toy Story stuff. You yeah, know? that's just no fair, yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, God, I mean, I I could sing praises to this song forever, but I think the best way to show my appreciation is to start ranking this damn well, song. I, yes, I have one more observation, which is again just to highlight like how much. You know, I, we obviously project a little bit on the show and we guess what Al, what his thought process was or, or the mentality. I always think that like something that indicates a lot about what he thinks of a song or what he thinks that people think of the song has to do with, you know, live performances. And for people who don't know, the very first time Al ever played UHF live was in 2018. Oh my God. Was that the first Vanity Tour? On the Vanity Tour. When this came out, it was such a, I can only assume that this is because it was considered by Al and everyone to be such a flop that it wasn't even worth a music video. This was a single. Yeah. And he never played it live. And that breaks my heart. Like, especially, I mean, especially considering how pretty much since UHF came out from that mm-hmm. point on, clips from the movie would still be integrated into live shows and they would play Fun Zone. Yeah. Like, you almost wish that he, I mean, I guess at that point too, I can't speak on this because I've only ever seen Al in the post re, like true resurgence of him getting the respect that he's always deserved in like the mm-hmm. 2000, the late 2000s. But I wonder if in his mind, by the time he got back on the road for like off the deep end, I wonder how many originals he even played anymore. If he just leaned into parodies strongly i think he very well might have i'm i'm looking right now and you know again i don't want to like jump ahead to other songs that we have to talk about here but um he did not play much of this record there's definitely some early performances of generic blues yeah um and i think he did some early performances of biggest ball of twine and of course money for nothing was the only one i think that really yeah. stuck in the set i mean i guess uh, my mind is like i want to know what his set list looked like in say 1992 off of Smells Like Nirvana, was it all parodies with maybe one or, like, Dare to be Stupid and one or two of these other, like, well-established originals peppered through? Like, did, when he was touring for Off the Deep End, did he even bother playing songs like, uh, you know, like a Trigger Happy or I Was Only Kidding or When I Was Your Age? Or had he, at this point, been so burnt by people not connecting with the originals that he was writing that he just leaned hard on the parody stuff at that point. I'll tell you what, I have it. Um, Setlist FM does have um, a set here from the Deep End Tour, 1992. Okay. So I'm going to run it down. There, there is, uh, There are some originals here, I'll okay. just say right away. So this is uh, uh, Addicted to Spuds, opener. Okay. Um, Polka Your Eyes Out. Okay. One More Minute, there's an original. Um, Established t- original, though. Established original, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely a, a live favorite already. One more minute, uh, Taco Grande, okay. classic, lasagna, uh, money for nothing, Beverly Hillbillies. That's going to be the only UHF song. I'm just saying it okay. now. Uh, Doggy Dog, that's cool. Okay, that's a um, deep cut. That's a deep sure. cut. Uh, you don't love me anymore, okay. which is an original, but is also off had the a deep video. End, so that's and yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Um, he did a live uh, medley, as he often does, that was themed from Rocky 13, Rocky Road, uh, Chicken Pot Pie, White Stuff, Snack All Night, and Unreleased One. We're going to have to f- we're figure out how to talk about all those as we go on here. Yeah. Spam, My Bologna, mm-hmm. uh, Whole Lot of Lunch. <laughs> I've heard a whole and, lot of lunch. Yes, and, uh, and then Eat It, 
uh, a little like medley mid show there. And then uh, to round it out, um, I lost on Jeopardy. I can't watch this. Living with a hernia, like a surgeon, smells like Nirvana, fat Yoda. So there's only three originals and one is a strongly established fan favorite over a decade. One is the newest original that you're promoting a, a music video for. And Do- one deep cut. Like- Doggy Dog is the only one that I'm surprised to see on there. That's yeah. it. And that's the only song from, uh, oh no, Living With a Hernia. I was going to say yeah. the only one from Polka Party. There's two. But yeah, um, I guess that that, I mean, that might, because I know when I finally saw Al, it was a healthy blend of like him doing originals and doing mm-hmm. parodies. I, I wonder if a large chunk of the 90s were like, you know, kind of like when a band plays a new song. And they're just yeah. kind of begrudgingly playing the new song before they dive into another hit. Like, yeah. I wonder if that's how he peppered out a couple originals just to kind of be like, hey, here's one that I wrote. <laughs> like- it, 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 it very well might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, listeners. I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and, oh, the practical effects. (sighs) Um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males... Hi-o! From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ads. I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> So, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad! That's the ad. That's the ad. ad. So, I mean, back to UHF, you know, it just like, I I cannot believe that he would I, I can't believe that this was neglected for such a long time and, and dismissed for such a long time as a failure. Um, because, yeah, to me, this is absolutely everything I love about Al. It's a perfectly written song. Yep. And I, I as we said earlier, if someone else wrote this song and released it as a single, I don't think anyone would think twice and would just l- lap it up because yeah. it's just so, so fun. And like just a joy to listen to. Everything about it works. And that's why. And I could actually put this higher than where I'm putting it, but I'm putting it at number three uh, on his original songs, just below Dare to be Stupid and Melanie. But I am. There's part of me that wants to put it all the way at the top. I think that this is such a great song. Well, I'll tell you, Matt. I'm, I'm going to put this at number one. 
Wow. I'm doing it. I, I think, and again, I, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. It's very hard for me because in a way I want to, it's difficult for me to compare UHF and Dare to be Stupid because UHF is just an original song and I'm looking at it purely at its own merit. Dare to be Stupid I'm looking at as an example of his incredible ability to distill Devo's influence and turn it into this other thing. UHF and Melanie maybe have a little bit more in common, but Melanie even has slightly more of a comedic lens to it. And I, I, I like this just feels like if Al went a different direction and just was a songwriter in a normal band, you know, <laughs> this what? is the I'm, sort of material we would have had. I'm, you've convinced me I'm putting mine at number one too, actually, because I'm like, <laughs> no, because I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know what though? I'm literally doing this because of nostalgia for dare to be stupid. But if I'm being true to myself, I love this song so much. Like this is, this, this could be my number one for the rest of this show. It's very you, possible. Uh, that's, that's hilarious, Matt. See, like just when I thought we weren't going to agree, you, you retroactively make us agree. I look, I uh, love that we have the same top four. We have the same top four now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I just, I, I, I don't know if this is going to be a hot take to put UHF at number one like that, but I, I am, uh, it, it just, it, it makes me so happy and it is just a, a, a an incredible achievement. And, and I don't know. If if Al if Al is listening to this song, I hope at this point, not this song. If Al is listening to this show or ever hears my words, I hope he can now know and appreciate how how special this piece of music is. Because the idea that he didn't think it was for decades, yeah, is just I I can't even bear it. Like yep. this is just such an incredible incredible track, and uh, anyone would be proud to write a song of this level, I think. Yep. No, UHF the song is at number one, which I cannot say will happen with the album UHF. But <laughs> uh, but we are not done because there's a music video for it, the, the only other music video for this album. So ranking the music video, I don't think I'm going to put this at number one on music video, but it's still going pretty high. This I am content with dropping at the number three spot. I think that this video is so fun, has so much rewatchability. Ironically, with me having This Is The Life all the way near the bottom, um, which is probably the most comparable video because of the, the usage of mm -hmm. movie clips, but just every, like, as soon as the video for UHF was over, I want it to start it over again and rewatch it. Like, it, it might be his most rewatchable video in a lot of ways. It's, it's so. very, very fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I feel like it's not, so again, for the same sort of reasons like dare to be stupid feels a little bit better to me. I'm going to put the video. I, 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 yeah, I, I love this video. I think it's really, really great. And I think it's, I mean, as much as I was a, a much bigger defender of the, this is the life video than you were. Uh, this is definitely a much better like movie vehicle music video, which is the goal, obviously. Like yeah. it, it it integrates the film. You get your uh, in the middle of the video, you get to just watch they fully add the audio and everything for the you get to drink from the fire oh, hose. That was my scene. one big note. Biggest mistake they should have kept that audio in the actual recorded version. In of the this actual song. recording. Well they could have, honestly, especially for like some of the single cuts, but I have to say I sort of disagree because I like the fact that this it just makes this song completely stand alone as even if you never saw the movie, you can love this track. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it does not have to be, it would be fun if it was in there as like a fan service thing, but like this song works, whether you have seen UHF or not, whether you have heard any previous Al song, it doesn't matter. Like this is just a standalone 
track, you know, which I, I think is is smart. I'm I'm putting the music video just a little bit lower than Matt, but I'm going to put it just below I Lost on Jeopardy. Okay. Um, that one has such a sweet spot for me. So for me, that's Dare to be Stupid, Fat, I Lost on Jeopardy, and then UHF. Yeah, it's, it, it's great. And I mean, yeah, if your only experience of UHF is this music video and not the film, you are definitely missing out on a lot of good fun, but it gives you a taste of the good fun that you should be seeking out. <laughs> well... This was a fun discussion about a great original from Al. Uh, the long, I believe, the longest track on the album. No, no, no. Actually, I think the oh, biggest ball of twine biggest has to be longer, twine, right? Is longer, yeah. <laughs> but a fairly long song on this album. Um, yeah. Record it the same day on the same studio session as next week's song. Which does it count as a song? I guess we'll find out next week. <laughs> so stay tuned. Hi listeners, I'm Carolina and I'm Tessa and together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and, oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males... Hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 